0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sleep Study Podcast, where we take the time to explore the ever-so-cryptic lyrics of the band Sleep Token. Today, we'll be concluding our journey through the 2 EP, as we analyze and attempt to piece together the story contained within the song, Jericho. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. So, I'm not sure about you, but I really do not enjoy conflict at all. I am not the type of person you are ever going to see arguing in a YouTube comment section or debating with strangers on Reddit. I just don't have it in me. I don't find it enjoyable, and I could think of a million better things I would rather be doing with my time. But the thing is, when it comes to personal relationships, conflict is kind of unavoidable. It's inevitable. Now, I like to think that I'm a pretty okay-ish communicator at times, but sometimes I'd rather just not deal with conflict at all. I'd rather just kind of pull back, withdraw, and pretend like everything's fine until it all blows over and I don't have to deal with it anymore. But you won't have to be in a romantic relationship for very long to realize... This is not a very effective resolution strategy. Uh, In fact, by trying to ignore the problem, sometimes that just actively makes the problem worse and adds more because you allow all those negative feelings and assumptions to fester inside of you and and grow because you're not communicating. And something I've come to learn about myself in this regard is that I am not near as good at hiding my emotions as I thought I was. Uh, There's always something, whether that be my facial expression, my subtle choice of wording, or maybe just something in my body language that just gives away that I'm upset about something or that something is wrong. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's like this or does this, uh, maybe intentionally or unintentionally. I'm sure many of you probably do this as well. And you probably don't enjoy conflict either, uh, based on some of your interactions that I've had the joy of having over social media with a couple of you, uh, you strike me as fairly peaceful folk. And I think that's a good thing. However, sometimes in an attempt to keep the peace and avoid conflict, we might end up actually putting emotional barriers around ourselves. We, we put up these emotional walls between us and our partner or with those who love us. And We may not even realize we're doing it, but often our body language will consistently give us away. And if you understand this, I think you'll be better prepared to understand what exactly is going on in the song Jericho. Now, with all that said, let's go ahead and take a look at verse 1. All right, verse one, tread ancient water, salt like I sink down like precious stones. So in this opening verse, we begin with, I believe, sleep talking to vessel. Now, I think it's best to read this song in light of what has just taken place in the previous song, Nazareth. So if you skip that episode, you might want to go back and listen to it. Uh, in the song Nazareth, Vessel uh, essentially pours out Sleep's wrath on his former partner. Uh, he murders his former partner, and here in Jericho, he's being rewarded for that devotion. Sleep is inviting Vessel to tread the ancient, salty, water-like domain of Sleep, to once again sink down like precious stones into the the euphoria of sleeps embrace and just like sleep treads upon and dwells in these ancient waters of euphoria it invites vessel to do likewise as a reward for his devotion now the wording of this verse also seems to kind of be drawing upon imagery from a story recorded in the gospels in the bible and uh, in the, in that in the story jesus treads upon the water in the midst of a storm. And then he invites Simon Peter to do likewise. And for just a moment, Simon Peter is able to do it. Even though he's terrified, through keeping his eyes on Jesus, uh, Peter is able to tread upon the water, to walk upon the water for a minute, until he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and he begins to sink. But in this song, Sinking into ancient water isn't a result of a lack of faith, but rather it's actually a reward for it. Uh, Vessel has done what sleep asked him to do and can now sink down into these oceans of bliss, into these oceans of euphoria in the presence of sleep. Now, in Sleep Token's second LP, we get lots of similar imagery uh, associated with water with water being associated with sleep's presence. And I think there's associations that begin here in Jericho, associating sleep with water imagery. I think that begins right here in Jericho. And when Vessel was in the presence of sleep, it's like he experiences sleep as if it's, he's sinking down into ancient water. Let's move on to the refrain. Until I wake, I dine on old encounters. Here we see a phrase that Vessel is going to repeat several times throughout this song. Until he wakes, he is reliving the memories that he has with his former partners. He's reliving, consuming these old encounters. He is consuming and dining upon these old encounters, these old memories with her that he just can't let go of. It's guilt. And even though sleep is rewarding him for his devotion, the guilt of what he has just done haunts him. He relives it and consumes these memories of his former partner over and over and over again until he wakes. Let's look at the chorus. You taste like new flesh. You taste like new flesh. You taste like new flesh. Say my name again. In this chorus, I believe it's Sleep talking, and Sleep is remarking that Vessel tastes like new flesh. He tastes like a different person now. As Sleep embraces vessel, consuming him and allowing him to sink into its presence. It can taste that something has changed within him. Something's changed about him. The person he was before is fading away and he's beginning to taste like new flesh, like something new, someone new. Sleep then asks him to say its name again. Sleep is reveling and celebrating in its victory and the battle for Vessel's heart and devotion. As far as sleep is concerned, it's won. Vessel has done what it, what it, what it asked him to do, and it's gotten what, it's, what, it, what it wanted. Let's look at verse 2. Fold. Secrets in the sweat, like I. Swallow. Years beneath this bed. In this verse, uh, I believe it's sleep instructing vessel to essentially fold and put away his secrets and regrets, just like you fold clothes and put them away. You vessel is supposed to fold his secrets and put them away to swallow his regrets and the memories of who he was before, and put them away beneath the bed where he and sleep lie. Together, the labyrinth bed where he where he and sleep lie down together. Now, obviously sweat and beds, when you associate those two things together, usually brings up some form of romantic intimacy imagery. So it's almost as if sleep is trying to distract him and get his attention away from his regret using seduction. It's seducing him with this intimate feeling of euphoria, this intimate feeling of, being, uh, uh, of sinking down like precious stones into sleep to take his mind off the things he will now have to keep secret and come to regret. Let's look at the pre-chorus. There's something in the way you lay, enough to make the dead switch graves. You take your leave. I think to understand this pre-chorus, we need to understand the significance of the song title, Jericho. Now, Jericho is supposedly the oldest uh, ancient city in the world, which makes sense with the ancient water imagery. However, it's, its biggest claim to fame seems to be from the story of Joshua in the Battle of Jericho from the Bible. Um, in the story, uh, God tells the Israelites that he's going to help them conquer this city of Jericho, But the only problem is Jericho has some pretty impressive walls that the Israelites have absolutely no means of bringing down. Uh, They do not have the machinery or the manpower to make that happen. So God tells Joshua that he's going to bring the walls down for them. And so he instructs Joshua to march around the city once a day for six days with the rest of Israel behind him. And then on the seventh day... The entire nation was to march around the city seven times and then make as much noise as possible. And because the Israelites trusted God and followed his instructions as to the letter, no matter how strange it may have sounded to them, God held up his end of the bargain and he brought the walls tumbling down. Uh, Growing up in church and in Sunday school, there's actually a a song we learned about this story. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Brings back fun memories from being a kid. But yeah, yeah, that's the reason I'll never forget it. That song is super catchy. And now because of that story, uh, Jericho has become famous for its impressive walls. That are so impressive that only God himself could bring them down. And I believe it's this story that the song title is a reference to. And it's going to help us make sense of this pre-chorus. So Sleep is telling Vessel that it notices there's something in the way that he lays. And something about the way that he's laying communicates that something is wrong. It's like he's put up a wall between him and sleep, preventing sleep from completely entering in. It's like he's put up the walls of Jericho between him and sleep, like the walls of Jericho keeping out hostile invaders. Now, this next line about the dead switching graves, I have had to contemplate for a while and do some digging, but I think I've come up with a pretty good guess As to what this could possibly be a reference to. And it definitely was not obvious uh, to me the first time. I had to think on it for a long time. So my dad has this lawnmower that I sometimes have to borrow to cut my grass. But this lawnmower has a particular feature on it. That if I take my weight off the seat, even for just a second, the lawnmower completely cuts off. And it cuts off to ensure that should something happen, like I get knocked unconscious, uh, it won't keep running and potentially hurt somebody or turn around and run me over. Uh, Should something happen, it's a safety switch. And this safety feature is known as a dead man's switch. It's a dead man's switch. And it's a common feature included in many kinds of heavy machinery. And I believe this is what's actually being referenced by the dead switching graves. You hear it, by the dead switching graves uh, in this this line. So something in the way that Vessel is laying, something about the way he's behaving there with sleep, reveals that something's wrong. And that something is so powerful that it activates Vessel's dead man's switch and abruptly cuts him off. And severs the connection between him and sleep. Allowing Vessel to take his leave and wake up. Now, we've seen in previous songs, when Vessel's in the presence of sleep, he describes it almost as if he's trapped. Like, even if he wanted to leave, which he doesn't, uh, he wouldn't be able to. It's, It's a labyrinth. He's stuck there. But here, something has activated his dead man's switch. And now he is able to escape. It doesn't seem like that's intentional, but his dead man's switch has been activated. And for his own emotional safety, it allows him to take his leave and he wakes up. So what is that thing? What triggers Vessel's dead man's switch? It's Vessel's guilt. It's Vessel's guilt that has the power to make the dead switch graves. It's what triggers his dead man's switch and cuts him off from sleep for his own emotional safety, which leads us right into the bridge. My hands are not worthy. Until I wake, I dine on old encounters. So after Vessel is abruptly Cut off from sleep, he wakes. And when he wakes, he mourns the fact that his hands are not worthy to worship sleep. Sleep deserves better than him because of his lack of faith and his inability to let go of himself. Why doesn't Vessel believe his hands are worthy to worship? Because even when he's in sleep's presence, until he wakes, he dines, consumes, and relives the encounters he had with his former partner. He's in the presence of sleep, but now his mind is elsewhere. There's something in the way, there's something in the way he lays that triggers his dead man's switch, that even if he wanted to stay, he can't. It takes him out, and he takes his leave. It cuts him off for his own safety, just like a dead man's switch. And it's here that we see the roles from the song Calcutta have been reversed. Sleep is who he should be loyal to now, but now he's being tugged back to his former partner. Where in Calcutta, it was his former partner he was supposed to be loyal to, but he's being tugged and pulled by sleep. The roles have been reversed. So, to summarize, this song is all about Vessel inadvertently putting up walls between himself and Sleep, like the walls of Jericho. Even though he's being rewarded for his devotion, the guilt he feels over the murder of his former partner triggers his dead man's switch and abruptly cuts him off from Sleep's presence, forcing Vessel to awake and mourn his own unworthiness. To worship, And that concludes our journey through Sleep Token's second EP, titled 2. Uh, this EP was my first introduction to Sleep Token back in 2017, and it's so awesome to have the opportunity to share my thoughts on it now with you guys in 2023. I never would have guessed this is what I'd be doing right now, but hey, God works in mysterious ways, I guess. But next episode, we will be moving on to the singles of Sleep Token that were released between the 2 EP and Sleep Token's first full length LP, Sundowning. And we'll be, get, we'll be beginning with the single titled Jaws. Ooh, and that's a good one. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and give it a five star review on Spotify and make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's all go on this journey together. The more, the merrier. But uh, until next time, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, You guys are the best. I love you guys. I thank the world of y'all. And don't forget. Worship.